honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist, and at some point very soon, the Courtside Network with uh, Wayno, Wayne Hunt, Hank McCoy, <laughs> Vince Germano, and of course, Stu Benson, all part of that Courtside podcast, and of course, the Courtside Network, they're getting that together, so... Yes, a uh, little early shout-out, but yep. <laughs> My predictions were on in terms of, well, the Wolves went 2-2, two and two, but flip-flop a couple of games, I suppose. The uh, New Orleans game with the Miami game. Ugh, I thought it was going to be two wins, two losses, because the Wolves tend to lose those back-to-back games. Uh, two steps forward, two steps back, three steps forward, two steps back. Squadron left, squadron fly, squadron left, squadron fly, and the Wolves needed more than a Hail Mary in that Miami game. Boy. Wolves had a couple of stinkers, but a couple of fun ones too, and a little help from the uh, referees in terms of uh, Anthony Davis <laughs> in the New Orleans Pelicans game. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, a little help from the refs, but I suppose no help from the refs with Carl Anthony Towns in most games, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's a combo platter. Let's get to the Miami game early. Carl Anthony Towns. Mm. Um, Tom Thibodeau. Carl Anthony Towns. Ugh. Which one do you hate more right now? Okay, I'm just kidding. Maybe you don't hate them, but you're getting frustrated? Just a little bit? Yeah, I'm getting a little frustrated with both of them. Black Friday. Ooh, the most overrated day of the year. Yes, it is. Uh, unless you manage to get really lucky. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Friday, November the 24th, 2017. The Timberwolves lost 109-97 to to the Miami Heat in Target Center. <laughs> Rut row, yeah, really, man, really, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was really bad. Uh, it wasn't a very fun game. It kind of was similar to the game in Miami about a month ago or so, and this one just stayed bad, and it just stayed bad, you know. And that's about all there is to it. Wayne, Wayne Hunt, no, Wayne Ellington, the other Wayne, the other Wayno in Miami, the former Timberwolf, uh, late first round pick, and all that good stuff. All he did was shoot three-pointers, and he made six of nine of them. <laughs> yeah, only six of nine three-pointers. <laughs> oh, and he made his free throws that he was able to get as well along the way. <laughs> like four-point play on one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, you know, he only, he, <laughs> it's not too bad. He had 21 points off the bench from, from Wayne Hellington. I keep trying to call him Wayne Hunt. I'm going crazy. Really, I mean, the perimeter defense in this game was... You fill in the blanks, and, and you probably could, you know, with any swear word you can think of, any type of, well, whatever, just not pleasant word, go ahead and put it in there, and it'll fit really nicely. Oh, and by the way, Jeff Teague didn't play, and that didn't help either. Uh, Jeff Teague has had soreness in the Achilles tendon, and he did not play the entire week. That's right, did not play the entire week. Aaron Brooks was his first start of the season with the Timberwolves, and last start, probably because of the other guy, from Duke, Tyus Jones outplayed him the entire time, and this guy's been stealing basketballs, he can rebound, he can pass, and uh, you know, I talked about Tyus Jones on the last show, and how his statistics do not uh, reflect his value to this team, I mean, it's like, yeah, you look at his numbers, they're not exciting at all, like 2.7 a game, well, they've jumped up a bit the past week, because, well, he played 32 minutes 
32 and a half minutes anyway in the Miami game because Aaron Brooks, well, once you kind of saw what he's all about, he's just not that great. Okay, he had one three-point shot and he had a couple assists in the game, but uh, he couldn't guard my great-grandmother, you know, and we all know where she is right now. She's not living, you know what I mean? So he couldn't guard her probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm not trying to make light of that, but it just stinks. Um, Tyus Jones was the only plus player on the Timberwolves. Okay, Taj Gibson was as well, and he's been a glue guy. Carl Anthony Towns, minus 18. And, you know, you want to say the plus, the plus minus doesn't mean anything, but, you know, it kind of does sometimes because especially when you're playing most of the game and you're getting annihilated, minus 18, and you're supposed to be the best player on the team. Oh, and Aaron Brooks, too. How about this for reflective? And Shabazz Muhammad, both of them, you know, about 12 minutes. You average them out 12 minutes, 11 for one, 13 for the other, right? 15, minus 15 for Aaron, and minus 14 for Shabizzle, Shabazz Muhammad. I mean, that's freaking awful. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. Well, that's what kind of game it was. Perimeter defense was yuck. The offense was, well, eh, (laughs) not not that great. Uh, Yeah, the Wolves managed 97 points, and it was just that lackluster effort. The defense was awful. And yeah, Hassan Whiteside played this time and that helped and he just did what he needed to against Carl Anthony Towns. Only attempted eight shots in the game, but he didn't have to because Wayne Hall- Wayne Wayne Hunt. Wayne Ellington was making everything. Sorry. Uh, Kelly Olenek made a three or a couple threes. Deion Waiters was making them. Goran Dragic murdered us too throughout the night. Cutting to the lane and, and just goes catch and shoot threes. Five of eight from downtown. And that's pretty much all she wrote. They scorched us from the outside. I mean, what more do you have to say other than Tyus Jones had a good game? And okay, Carl's statistics were good. But, dude, you know, do I have to say it again? Are you a point guard? I mean, are you a shooting guard or are you a center, Carl? Are you a power forward or are you a center? Or are you a, uh, well, I don't care about the power. Are you a power forward or are you a shooting guard? He's just lounging out there. Beyond the three-point line, most of the game, it seems like. I mean, what happened to the post-game? It's just disappeared the whole week. I, I can talk about this the whole week. And when he does play the post-game, he is freaking awesome. And he did that extensively in the in the uh, Phoenix game. You see the franchise potential in Carl Anthony Taos, the David Robinson-like talent. Maybe some of you might say beyond David Robinson, but don't forget, David Robinson averaged 26 points a game for several years in his, in his prime. Of course, his prime was cut short because he started his career late because he was a Navy veteran. He's a Navy man. <laughs> the Navy man. That's where they call him the Admiral. So, again, yeah, his prime was cut a bit short because of that. And, of course, the broken foot leading to... Uh, <laughs> number one pick in the draft and uh, getting Tim Duncan. That kind of helped the Spurs fortunes and, uh, you know, took a couple touches, just a few away from David Robinson, I suppose. They had to share the rock a little bit. But a combination of things here with the Wolves is uh, the defense, you know, you're seeing defense out of Andrew Wiggins now. He's cutting passing lanes. He's starting to block shots. He's keeping up with guys and he's creating misses. That's what you've been seeing out of Andrew Wiggins. You can kind of almost pair all these games together in a sense, but we'll wrap up the Miami game in a sense. But uh, essentially, I am wrapping it up right now. Um, we just stunk. <laughs> it was just not the best game, and, and everybody knows it. Uh, but you're seeing Andrew Wiggins taking away passing lanes. You're seeing blocking shots and creating misses, uh, if you know what that means. I hope you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> he's creating misses. He's getting close enough to the guy that they're not putting up good shots, and he's he's getting a piece of the ball on a time on occasion and it's been uh, encouraging offensively though Andrew Wiggins again this could go through every game now he had some spectacular exciting numbers numbers and plays last night uh, not last night but against the uh, 
New Orleans Pelicans on Wednesday night, pardon me. Uh, he showed moments. He showed moments against Washington as well. Some good plays. I mean, and when, see, both of them. You see Carl Anthony Towns just hanging out beyond the arc for long stretches. And that goes on the coach and the player, both. I, I'm not sure what's going on. It's like you're lacking identity. Shooting guard or center? Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Uh, Andrew Wiggins, are you a jump shooter who's not that good at it necessarily? Or are you going to be a slasher and be a franchise type of guy that way? Because Andrew Wiggins is a franchise level. <laughs> he, to, to me, he's a franchise level swingman when he drives to that basket and he could just make a couple more free throws. It would be very helpful. Very helpful indeed if he did. Carl Anthony Towns, he could be a, well, you know, an above average stretch four, you know, and, you know, just an above average guy, maybe slightly above average if he just parks around that three point line most of the game and watches the play, watches Andrew Wiggins and Jimmy Butler do whatever they're going to do, hoping for someone to kick the ball out to him and he'll shoot 37% from beyond the arc, which is okay, but it's not what we're, not what we really were bargaining for with Carl Anthony Towns. Or he could go down low and do his post moves and, you know, face up to somebody. And there you go. There's your franchise center. Without a doubt, he's a franchise center when he does that. We need identity here. We have an identity crisis in the target center and just in Minnesota Timberwolves right now with two of our best players. And, you know, you could say the same thing with Jimmy Butler at times. But he's got that team captain role. Uh, His shooting percentage has just been balls most of the season. Pretty good, though. Sunday against Phoenix, the 26th of... November, of course, no Vikings game because the Vikings had defeated the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Day. That was wonderful. Um, and who the hell is Mike James, by the way? 26 points off the bench. Oh, that guy has been good against the Wolves in back-to-back games against us anyway. Oh, frustrating. But the Wolves do put up a good effort, at least a better effort offensively. 119 to 108. You're seeing better offense. You're seeing more identity offensively. Defensively, not so much. Uh, Tyus Jones looking like a... Solid starting <coughs> starting point guard for the Timberwolves. His first career start, nine points, seven steals. Yeah, that's right, seven steals. Steals, that's right. Not not assists, but he did get seven assists too, but seven steals in the game, two blocks. Wow, uh, Tyus, you're pretty good, aren't you? Pretty good player there out of Apple Valley, Minnesota. And, of course, a one-year dookie which unfortunately led to him slipping in the draft a little bit because of that. Maybe if he stayed one more year, he might have gone even higher. But thank you for coming out early, and thank you, late, great Flip Saunders. God bless, God rest his soul for uh, trading back into the first round to get him. Um, thank you, uh, Tom Thibodeau, for keeping him and not including him in one of the trade packages. Thank God, you know. <laughs> uh, but Tyus Jones, just, a, just an absolute uh, beacon of hope for this team right now amongst a bunch of frustrations. Uh, You're seeing lack of identity with Carl and Andrew at times. The defensive identity of Andrew Wiggins, though, is there, and I appreciate it. Offensively, though, again, stop selling for those, what the hell are they, jump shots, long two-pointers. Just knock it the hell off already. Uh, Three-point shots adequate, of course, very good in this game. Four of six from beyond the arc from Andrew Wiggins, and we appreciate that. And you're seeing the multifacets starting to show up. Again, a steal and a block, five assi- five rebounds, pardon me, four assists in the game. An overall very solid stat-filling uh, night for Andrew Wiggins. Carl Anthony Towns, there it is. See, he played more down low. He faced up a bit more. He did shoot six three-pointers, which is way too excessive already. You know, come on. Uh, 32 points, though, from Carl Anthony Towns, and another double-double for him and his <laughs> down-low buddy, Todd Gibson, who continues to show 
What a, what a spark plug, what a glue guy he truly is. He's able to get those offensive rebounds. He had seven of them in the game. Carl had five to his credit, but uh, those putbacks by Taj Gibson and his uh, ability to be a wonderful uh, force down low, putting the ball in with, with authority time and time again. Did Taj Gibson throughout the week, but another double-double, and Taj Gibson's value really starting to sparkle like it has most of the season, pardon me. Um, Gorgie Zhang, double digits off the bench. There you go, Gorgie, who unfortunately got the Johnny Flynn Memorial last week. Looking like a different player most of this week. He had a one-point game against the Wizards, but he had some strong ones against uh, Miami, strong against the Phoenix Suns. And like I mentioned, he needed to be good for the Wolves to beat the New Orleans Pelicans. It did help that a guy by the name of... Anthony Davis got ejected from the game in the second quarter. But hey, Gorgie Zhang, huge, strong performance, 19 points off the bench against the New Orleans Pelicans. And that was part of the reason the Wolves won the game. Part of the reason, because DeMarcus Cousins has always manhandled Carl Anthony Towns to this date, unfortunately. But the Phoenix game in general, the Wolves were kind of like the Miami Heat. And they brought the same defense, pretty much, for the most part, that they brought against the Heat. But they had the offense of the Miami Heat in this one, where they were scorching the net. So you can kind of put that together if you'd like. Let's continue very quickly here to the Washington Wizards game. Looked ever so promising. The Wolves were scorching this team in the first half. They were doing so well. You were seeing solid plays. You were still seeing a lot of the same lack of identity. And that even goes into the New Orleans game. The same stuff, same nonsense. Again, that's why you could almost pair all the games together. But just the way this team, it's almost like they stopped playing in the second half. Now, Carl was rebounding the ball like a madman, and it was a beautiful thing to see, and Jimmy Butler had 10 assists in the game. That was great. Tyus continuing to look like a starter. Seven assists again, adding four more rebounds along the way. Only one steal in this one, but I mean, uh, but Gorgie, yeah, very quiet performance. The Wolves could have used a little help there, but overall, not a good game for most of the most of the guys out there. Uh, Andrew Wiggins only made one-third of his shots. It just settling for too many weak jump shots and he wasn't hitting from beyond the arc either one of five just a frustrating lackluster performance and the Wolves never play this team well and I I don't know what it is Uh, just an awful second half and a yucky finish to the fourth quarter couldn't make anything and like I somehow some way magically predicted that Otto Porter would hit the game-winning shot and he did and he made half of his threes and he led the uh, Washington Wizards in scoring oh and by the way Who's this point guard, Tim Frazier? That ain't John Wall. Yeah, the Wolves lost to the Wizards without John Wall. <laughs> what? So, yeah, all is right with the world. Yeah, all is right with the, the Wolves, too. Um, well, lack identity. I mean, this game was the perfect example of lacking identity. I mean, just passing lanes were taken away, ill-advised passes in general. Dodge Gibson continues to be that solid guy. I mean, that's the guy who's been Mr. Consistency throughout the year. But again, that one beacon of hope is that Tyus, uh, how just how well Tyus Jones has been playing as well. The Wolves ultimately wind up with only 89 points, 18 in the fourth quarter, a, a mere 38 in the second half to the Wizards, uh, uh, 49. Just mm, The Wizards just outplayed the Wolves down the stretch after a good start for the Timber Pups. The third and fourth quarter have been horrible. The Wolves... Leading into the Phoenix game, by the way, we're a minus uh, minus 15 in the fourth quarter through the first uh, 20 games of the season here. Just unbelievable. Minus 15 for the fourth quarter uh, into the season. That's how awful the fourth has been for this well-improving club, this playoff type of team. Uh, So 
I mean, that's a huge reason why this club lost. Of course, Scott hitting clutch shots along the way as well. Otto Porter didn't hit a three to win the game, but he hit a two. That was the big dagger. This freaking Mike Scott as well couldn't, you know, he was just, he, he, the one three he made was the biggest shot of the game, you could argue, at least tied the game up. And then next thing you know, Otto Porter helps steal the game away from the Wolves in the target center. But um, again, the fourth quarter has been the Wolves' Achilles tendon, and it's uh, just leaving you at a loss. It's leaving the Wolves at a loss and with losses as well, if that is somewhat making any sense. Devastating. Uh, boy. Mm. So let's just move on to the New Orleans game if we can. Wolves win 120-102. to 102. Again, Anthony Davis ejected in the second quarter. Thank you very much. He was getting extremely frustrated. And throughout the night against the Washington Wizards, yes, Carl Anthony Towns was fouled time and time again. He was getting very frustrated. Fan of the fan base was getting frustrated. Of course, Tom Thibodeau as well. Everybody's flipping out at the referees and calls aren't getting made. But eventually, it's kind of like you got to man up and, you know, realize they're not calling tonight. So man up, maybe get physical on the other end and hope to God they don't blow the whistle on you. I guess just play that way and adjust. Sometimes you got to adjust and prepare and, you know, adjust to how things are being called. I mean, unfortunately, it's, it's annoying. And I know it happens in baseball all the time. The shrink zone gets uh, shrank and the strike zone explodes. It's, it shrinks, explodes, different umpire different day different pitcher different everything sometimes it's different with different batters even because of the respect level and all that but um and overall frustrating week for Carl Anthony Towns he had some good statistics but it's not all about stats there's there is the eye test and there's the lack of identity and Carl again well another frustrating game he was getting a lot of calls going his way uh, going his way and against him as well between him and Anthony Davis Carl nearly fouled out of the game with five along the way. Only managed about 21 minutes in the game because of that. Him and Dorcas Cousins and, of course, Anthony Davis flipping out because he was not getting any calls on the other end, in his opinion. <laughs> Still managed to get 17 points in less than 18 minutes. Just insane. It just tells you how tough this game could have been had Anthony Davis remained out there. Mm. Uh, <laughs> just an overall scary Scary thought there, but the Wolves luckily pull away after that, and they did their job, quite frankly. Uh, managed to score like crazy in the se- in, in the second, third, and fourth quarters along the way with Anthony Davis leaving. The Wolves quickly took advantage, ended up winning the game by 18. I bet Anthony Davis probably broke a couple things in the locker room. <laughs> Carl Anthony, or excuse me, Andrew Wiggins had a huge, strong overall game, hitting from the outside and ultimately winding up at 28 points and 8 rebounds. Fun to watch. Nice to see Wiggins with that nice motion on his shot. And he did make more than half, finally. And, of course, added five assists along the way. And, again, that strong, solid man on defense that wasn't there before. You're starting to see Andrew Wiggins be where he needs to be defensively. And that's what's extremely encouraging when you talk Andrew Wiggins defensively. You saw it out of Carl Anthony Towns just a couple weeks ago. You saw him being very aggressive, forcing misses, coming over, blocking shots like crazy. And it went away. And why is that? I have no idea. And the disconnect between him and Tom Thibodeau is noted. Everybody's seeing it. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. Is it a personality clash? Uh, Generational divide? Well, Andrew Wiggins and Jimmy Butler seem to be doing okay. Because it looks like uh, Wiggins is catching on. And he's finally getting there. 
at least showing significant strides towards it. He's certainly not perfect, and nobody's perfect out there. Uh, Butler, obviously the captain defensively, and captain on most, <laughs> no, most nights out there, the overall leader of the club. And yes, it helps a great deal. He's like the quote-unquote translator from Tom Thibodeau. The translation has met some snags, though, unfortunately, and it's certainly happening with Carl Anthony Towns right now. Overall, it's been a tough week, again, despite some solid statistics. Still managed to get a double-double with only 21 minutes, but six turnovers. Was getting the ball knocked out of his hands about a trillion times. Gorgi Zheng, though, just an awesome game. And again, taking advantage of Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Anthony Davis getting ejected, but also was playing well along the way. Wound up with 19 points. He was playing well against Anthony Davis and was getting calls against him as well. Four steals for Gorgi Zheng. The six uh, rebounds and even added five assists. Some really nice passes. <laughs> to cutters and open threes as well. Just an overall fun, fun night for the Wolves. And thank you for the referees uh, being on our side a little bit, uh, getting under Anthony Davis's skin. The guy, I, I never saw him flip out like that. It was crazy. It was actually the first time Anthony Davis has ever been ejected from a game, too. Um, just didn't see that coming, but it came, and thank you. <laughs> Tyus Jones adding four more steals. Just wow, Tyus Jones has been awesome. 16 points, starting point guard for the Wolves. Six of nine from the floor, two of them three-pointers. Two of three of three-pointers for Tyus Jones against the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, so that was a fun little game. I definitely appreciate what was brought, but again, the lack of identity is a huge problem, and that is what absolutely is the theme of the show. Lack of identity, identity crisis, whatever you want to call it. It's there. And what's Tom Thibodeau's identity? Defense, right? Well... It's there some nights, and it goes away, and it comes back, and it goes away, and it's this guy, and it's that guy, and it's that guy, and it's this guy, and then this guy's driving, and this guy's just settling for threes, and then it's the other way around, and, and you put them together, and you flip them around, and you have a house of cards that just tumbles down, and you lose the game. I don't know, man. Um, luckily, the Wolves are still above 500. they They're still doing okay. You know, all right. 13-9. and nine. You can't get too scared. You can't panic. I know that. That's like no kidding. 22 games into the season. It's not the end of the world. But hopefully at some point you get that defensive force from Carl Anthony Towns and he can be focused more down low. I mean, what is this up top nonsense? I, I don't understand it. I don't understand this top of the key or, or over in the corner or whatever the heck it is. You're not a shooting guard. Tom Thibodeau, what are you doing with that one? I mean, I have no idea. And these isos for Andrew Wiggins where he just puts up these long twos. Again, what is going on here? Uh, your answer is as good as mine. It's whatever it is, it's not working. That's the bottom line. It's not working. But luckily, there is enough talent on this roster that the Wolves still have a winning record at this point. So hopefully the two sides, players and coaches, can come together. And eventually this can be a 50-plus win team and be a very dangerous come May that would be absolutely wonderful. So the <clears throat> Alpha Wolf of the Week award will definitely go to Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones is the Alpha Wolf. This is his first ever Alpha Wolf, and congratulations to him. Well-deserved. The Johnny Flip Memorial is going to annoy some people out there. You're going to be like, what? Especially a lot of the youngsters that live here locally. Carl Anthony Towns is <laughs> going to be the Johnny Flynn Memorial for this week because, again, you know, again, he continues to get manhandled by the veteran big men, 
which okay sure it's a it's a growing it's a learning process he's only 22 come on slow down but you can't say that forever and again the other Johnny Flynn memorial there's going to be two is going to go to Tom Thibodeau because he's doing nothing about it I mean he's encouraging this this shooting guard nonsense which I do not understand he's encouraging the ISOs from Andrew Wiggins which I do not understand do not understand it at all. Um, it's nice that the Wolves wound up being 500 despite Jeff Teague being out because, again, Tyus Jones was the alpha wolf this week, without a doubt. Even the game he came off the bench in my, uh, against Miami, not in Miami, he was outstanding in that game as well, um, forcing turnovers, setting other players up, and hitting some threes. Tyus Jones looking like a very solid player in this league right now. There's no doubt about it. The guy deserves more minutes than he gets. Should he be starting over Jeff Teague? Probably not, but... <clears throat> maybe on occasion. I, I I don't even know where to go with it, but uh, I, I don't know. Is he the Case Keenum of the Timberwolves? <laughs> or is he the Teddy Bridgewater? I, I don't know what he is. All I know is that he's a very worthy player. Now, I'm not one of the people who's just, Tyus Jones needs to be starting. He needs to be this. He's just, oh my God, Tyus, Tyus, Tyus. But his value is obvious. It's obvious. He's a valuable player in this game. And I appreciate what he has brought to this Timberwolves team. Johnny Flynn Memorial, absolutely. Like I said, it's Carl... And Tom Thibodeau with a bullet this past week. And Shabazz Muhammad even had a double-digit game against Miami. And he was okay this week. But generally speaking, ah, he, he drew a DNP Wednesday night against the New Orleans Pelicans. He's just, you know, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not. He's in, he's out. His defense is non-existent. But occasionally his offense is is above average. Uh, you know, he's, he's just kind of okay. And... I know Vince Germano likes him a lot. He'd sure love him on the Lakers. And I know he, he mentioned he'd like to see Shabazz Muhammad work with uh, Kobe Bryant in the offseason. And he probably should, obviously, as long as Kobe wants to do it. And I would hope uh, Shabazz Muhammad would welcome that idea if Kobe was willing to do that with him. But uh, yeah, that would be great. With that, though, let's wrap things up. This was uh, yep, getting a little bit long here. So we're going to preview four games in the second segment. And of course, get to you, Fan Interaction, in segment number three. <laughs> Who? What? Why? Where? Oh, just leave me alone. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, preview segment, four games to preview. I might have said three a couple times because I'm just goofball, but yeah, okay. Well, the Wolves head to OKC. We seem to love playing the Oklahoma City Thunder on Fridays, and that's cool. I'm fine with that. As for the Oklahoma City Thunder, well, <laughs> told you so. Did I say Did I say the Oklahoma City Thunder might implode with this addition of Carmelo Anthony? Oh, Carmelo, oh my God. He, oh, oh boy. This team is going to explode. They're going to just be the best team in the league. They might even take on that stupid team that plays in Northern California that I'm just, yeah, I'm sick and tired of. Yeah, go everybody else. Okay, well, maybe not the Thunder either, but yeah, well, yeah, they're in last place of the, <laughs> in the Northwest Division. The Wolves are, believe it or not, well, we're kind of tangoing with Portland and Denver. That's kind of weird, but yeah, even Utah's not doing so good. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that Utah's not doing real well either. Oh, just aches my heart. Oh, boy, I feel so bad for... No, I don't, actually. I really don't care. <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder, 
Uh, well, they are 8-12 and 12 on the season. They've already had 12 losses. So much for your 70-win season, Oklahoma City. Russell Westbrook, well, yeah, okay. He's almost averaging a triple-double still. He's leading the team in points, rebounds, and assists. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. Yes, yeah, so credit is given to Russell Westbrook. He's a mean SLB. He's kind of nice, sort of, sometimes behind the scenes. At least I think he is. He, he seems like it when he's interviewed. Seems like a lot more pleasant guy. He's just one of those guys. He's, he's court angry, and God bless him. And maybe that court anger gets the best of him sometimes. And Ah, whatever. We know who the Thunder are. Uh, they're a very talented team that is underachieving right now, including guys like Raymond Felton. Ooh, Raymond Felton, Mr. Underachiever, that's for sure. Uh, well, I, you know, the Wolves match up pretty good with this team. We've done well against the Oklahoma City Thunder thus far, so why not continue that trend? Um, there's no reason to not believe the Wolves can't beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. As we remember, early back in the beginning of the season, in late October, the Timberwolves beat Oklahoma City twice. Remember, I was thinking the Wolves would split that group, and I was thinking that was optimistic at the time because Oklahoma City was looked on to be a pretty good team. Well, you know, eh, kind of. <laughs> And the Wolves swept them, of course, October 22nd, 115-113. And then about a week later, 116, or excuse me, 119-116, the Wolves beat Oklahoma City. Very entertaining games. That's why it's a fun matchup. You know, it just is. And I, I think the Wolves can do it again. I mean, don't be surprised if the Wolves lose this game as well. I mean, it's, it's kind of a back-and-forth feeling. Oklahoma City's ever-beatable, but they're ever-dangerous, that type of thing. Obviously, the town's there that, you know, anybody could go off on any given night because that's just, again, that's how it goes when you have talent of that level. They're going to figure it out at some point, kind of like how the Miami Heat are and such, especially back in the Alonzo morning days. It was kind of like that, where maybe they'd underachieve for a while and then they'd kind of get back in the in the swing of things. <clears throat> Early on, like the first game, nobody really stood out. Jimmy Butler had, what, 15 points or so next time around. I mean, both, both games were fun. Of course, the first one was on the road, second at home. Uh... I expect Jimmy Butler to continue his trend. I would like to see Towns work down low. Of course, Stephen Adams is a headache, and uh, obviously he's one of the <laughs> he's one of the tough guys in the league. Of course, somebody a lot of teams would love to have. Sometimes you know he gets hurt once in a while, but generally he stays in there. Tough, strong defender from New Zealand. That's where Tanae Brown is. We'll hear from him in segment number three. As he's talking about this upcoming schedule. As remember back in the day in the Flip Saunders era, December was always a good month to the Wolves. And I think this one could be as well when you look at this schedule. It's very pivotal because you're seeing a, a little Portland and Denver a few times. Phoenix teams like that. Beatable teams, but, you know, you know, you got to win those games. Though You can talk about how beatable they are all we want, but again, you got to come back and win. I expect Jimmy Butler to be the top player for the Wolves, the top scorer. So far, he's been the main guy against this club. The second game was very entertaining. It was Butler's first breakout game, 25-point performance. Uh, I expect more of the same from him. And, of course, Wiggins, again, that, that improving defense. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, I'd like to see Towns to get back to that shot-blocking aggressive style during the course of this week. I'm expecting an interesting matchup with the Clippers as the Wolves play the Clippers twice coming up. But, again, on Friday, December the 1st, tonight, the Timberwolves will play the Oklahoma City Thunder. I expect a... Oh, boy... This one's really tough. Uh, the Wolves kind of had these back and back and forth type of games. Impressive win in, in uh, New Orleans, but remember what it was. I think the Wolves will win this game. I think the Wolves will beat the Oklahoma City Thunder and thus win the season series. So they'll have won three games. That officially gives them the season series victory. Jimmy Butler, 
most likely guy to lead the team in scoring, but again, obviously major keys along the way. Would love to see Jeff Teague back, but I think Tyus Jones will have an interesting matchup with Russell Westbrook. It'll be cool to see how Tyus Jones can do. Can he keep poking that ball away and frustrate Russell Westbrook? Maybe into a technical foul or something? That would be kind of cool. Minnesota's going to win a close one. It's going to be a close, fun Friday night for the Wolves. 110 to 109. 110 to 109 winning shot will go to... Dun, dun, dun. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is going to hit the game-winning shot. I was about to say Butler, but it's going to be Wiggins. <laughs> How about that? Do you like that idea? Sound like fun? Well, it's going to be fun, damn it, because the Wolves are going to win the game. That's what matters for me. So, yes, the Wolves will win the game. 110-109. Let's move on. Minnesota hosts the LA Clippers on December the 3rd. Blake Griffin recently injured MCL sprain. He's expected to miss like two months or so, about that range. It sounds about right for an MCL sprain, not an ACL, of course. Yeah, the Clippers, they're okay. You know, they're just, mm, they've, they've had ups and downs. They've had hot starts. They've had weak starts. And this year they're 8-11 and 11 and presenting absolutely no competition for the Northern Cal team. This is the Southern Cal team, I suppose. It's, yeah, everybody's from California in this division except the Phoenix Suns. Heck, even the Suns have eight wins, but still, yeah, 15 losses. Ah, you know, <laughs> it's just crazy. Three California, excuse me, four California teams. That's nuts. Two Southern Cal, two Northern Cal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke Williams, uh, Lou Williams, pardon me, Luke, is uh, actually leading the team in scoring at the moment with Blake Griffin being out. Austin Rivers has had an okay season. Danilo Gallinari, he's always hurt. He's always hurt, but of course, he'll probably play in this one because he always does against the Wolves, and he always seems to play well against this club. I'm going to pick, you know, this is going to be a fun week, I think, for the Wolves, because really, frankly, other than that doggone Mickey frickin' DeAndre Jordan, the Wolves, there's no excuse they need to win this game. I mean, it's not Willis Reed, it's Willie Reed, and it's Wesley Johnson. You know, Wesley Johnson, not Magic Johnson. Yeah, Patrick Beverly, he's frustrating this and that, but he's always hurt, too. Uh... Uh, the Wolves need to win this game. And, of course, you get old Fizzywig's uh, form, uh, former team there. Old Fizzywig, he's already out of Memphis. That's the next night, back-to-back. But there's no reason the Wolves shouldn't beat the Memphis Grizzlies. And if they do, well, <laughs> that can't be good. Uh, the Clippers are winners of three in a row. But, again, Atlanta, Sacramento, and L.A. Well, seriously, Atlanta, Sacramento, and L.A.? Lottie freaking da. I mean, like, whoop de do. So, and of course, Utah as well. No excuse. Actually, four in a row. Pardon me. They just beat Utah last night. The Wolves need to win this game. It's a, you know, it's the only guy I'm really afraid of is De- uh, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, sometimes Danilo Gallinari, because he can really scorch that three conveniently against the Wolves, though this year he's shooting 26%. He's. He's, he's attempting the same amount he always has, but again, 26%. Don't be surprised if he magically has like the game of his season, though, because he always does against the Wolves, and it's really annoying. But I'll still pick the Wolves to win the game. It'll be a... Eh, it should be a solid win, something of the likes of... I mean, I you know, when, when the Wolves play well, they score. They score points. When they're not scoring, you hope that the defense shows up, because if it doesn't, they're going to get blown right out of the gym. I, I expect an offensive game, of course, once again, because you can keep coming back and forth to that. The Clippers' defense, well, it's supposed to be good, and you have DeAndre Jordan, who's probably the best defender there is pretty much right now. Him and uh, uh, Mark Gasol are like two of the best defensive centers in the NBA. Um, 
Dwight Howard is supposed to be, but sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't. <laughs> sometimes he's just hurt. I'm going to pick something like, mm, it'll be it'll be moderately high scoring, like 108, 108, 98. I think the Wolves beat the Clippers with a pretty decent score, maybe sink some free throws, kind of wrap things up, finish things up. The Wolves need to beat the Clippers in this game. It's the first matchup uh, between the Wolves and the Clippers this season with their their uh, well, their somewhat fancy new logo they got a couple years back. <sighs> Leading score for the Wolves. Usually it would have been Zach Levine in the past. Obviously he's with Chicago right now and just starting to come back with a 3-15 and club. Of course, they're off to a horrible start. <laughs> we'll talk about them whenever we play them. It won't be for a while yet. Not until 2018. So, oh well there. Uh... Yep, 108 to 98. The Wolves win by 10. Leading scorer should be Andrew Wiggins. I like Andrew Wiggins against the Clippers. I think you'll you'll see a nice, exciting game, especially the uh, ESPN one uh, coming up as we play the Clippers again on the 6th. So I won't have to talk about the Clippers as much. Let's get to the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, Hank McCoy, Mr. Wayne Hunt. Yes, uh, 7-13. and 13, Old fizzy wig is gone. And him and apparently Marcus Soul not getting along so well and things have changed of course, just like what happened in Phoenix, Bledsoe, and Watson. And it wasn't John Watson, it's Earl Watson. It didn't work out so well there either. Memphis Grizzlies, well, they have lost five in a row. They've struggled in a big way. They are just continuing to fall off the face of the earth right now. Remember last year, the Wolves opened the season against the Grizzlies twice and lost both of them. They're so close and so frustrating. Jamichael Green has only played eight games this year, but God, is he a pain in the ass if he's healthy and ready to go against the Wolves. Marcus Dole manhandles Carl Anthony Towns all the time, but it's a different vibe right now in Memphis. Uh, Tyreek Evans is actually having a nice little resurgence there, but is it because he's playing well or be because he's just, you know, there by necessity at this stage? Uh, his field goal percentage has been outstanding, though, for a guy who's been erratic in the past. He's been outstanding, to be quite frank. Yes, I'm using a Canadian accent. Uh, almost 50%. I'm not from Canada. Almost 50% from the floor overall, 42% from beyond the arc, and he's been making his shots. Uh, Mike Conley has had an off year um, for the for the most part, and from three-point range, he'd been red hot in the past. This year, only about 31%, still managing 17 points a game, but not much of a flow in the offense, as his assists are way down, about four a game. you got crazy people like Mario Chalmers, overpaid contracts like Chandler, Bleepin' Parsons. There's only playing about 20 minutes a game. Are they paying him that much money to be a six-man? I guess, and I can understand why Hank McCoy is extremely frustrated with uh, that contract. Uh, ben McLemore, there's another bust who's floated around, oft injured. Yeah, I mean, the Wolves need to win this game. Uh, this team gives up points, kind of, sort of. I mean, they're not as, good, <laughs> they're not as uh, good defensively as they were in the past. They're not that bad either, though. At the same time, they've stayed in games, but they've lost games. Of course, like a one-point loss to Dallas on November 22nd, that's got to sting in other games. Kind of, they've stayed within 10 points in most of their games, but end up losing at the end of the day. And that's the bottom line, the loss column. And I hope and pray the Wolves put the Memphis Grizzlies in the loss column in this one. It is a back-to-back. Sunday the 3rd and Monday the 4th. Monday the 4th against the Memphis Grizzlies, the Timberwolves. Well, this should be. The Wolves' fourth win in a row, if all goes well. And, yeah, it sounds kind of, you know, homerish in a sense. But, again, this should be the Wolves' fourth win in a row. Uh, just like you're going to hear from Tanae about the upcoming schedule in December. 
I truly believe, I, I truly agree with that because it, these are beatable teams for the most part. Obviously, Philadelphia scares me a little bit about a week from, you know, well, so that's Tuesday the 12th, we'll say. But about a week from the Memphis game, that one scares me even though it's a home game. This and that because the Wolves have lost quite a few home games this year. <laughs> home, home, road, whatever it is. The Wolves, luckily, though, still hanging into the playoff position. They'd be fifth in the Western Conference at the moment. Well, I mean, if, if I pick a loss here, I might as well pick the Wolves to be one of the worst teams in the league right now because Memphis is reeling. So the Wolves will win the basketball game. I'm kind of thinking something a little lower scoring, actually. A, a little bit. Something of the likes of 98 to 90. 98 to 90, the Wolves, you know, they, they kind of sort of squeak it out. Memphis hangs in there for the longest time. They go and runs. They take a, a lead here and there into the third, even in the fourth quarter on occasion. But the Wolves pull away and finish off a team that's not playing well right now. Probably not go, going going so well in the locker room either. Just uh, watch out for that Tyreek Evans, damn it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's about Jimmy Butler frustrating Tyreek Evans. Hopefully Tyreek uh, is pushed into some uh, bad mistakes. Uh, he's been He's been very good this year. Only two turnovers a game for a guy who's been so erratic throughout his career. Former Rookie of the Year, if you can believe it, as literally like right after that, he just went Ooh, a lot like uh, a lot like OJ Mayo years ago. His best season was his rookie year. Was OJ Mayo? Same thing for Tyreek Evans, but he's doing good for the Memphis Grizzlies of late, for the most part. He's been hanging in there, so good on him. Maybe Hank McCoy would disagree in a big way, but Wolves win. Yes, five final score of ninety-eight to ninety. Of course, Carl, you're gonna hope. He can, he can have a solid performance against Marcus Sol. Knock the ball away, this and that, because Marcus Sol has frustrated Carl Anthony Towns throughout pretty much that that matchup's history to this date. Uh, that's my fear coming into the game. If the Wolves lose, it'd be because Marcus Sol went off and pretty much obliterated Carl Anthony Towns. Carl just needs to continue to stay down low if possible. Those, you know, if anybody's good at the baby hook shot, it's Carl Anthony Towns. He puts up a really good one, better than, uh, you know, better than Pekovic in the past, even though he would make his too, but it got old. You like the aggressiveness, all that kind of stuff. Some, uh, you know, some mid-range shooting from Carl as well, maybe off the glass, little Tim Duncan style, but best of all would be the aggressiveness. And of course, uh, alley-oop feeds from either Tyus Jones, Jimmy Butler, or of course, if Jeff Teague is healthy, that would pretty much seal the deal for the Timberwolves in the Memphis game, if that uh, sore Achilles can uh, heal. I've been there and done that. In fact, pretty much the whole summer doing lawns, the Achilles tendon gets uh, off, off and on soreness. It's not fun. Oh, man. So it's usually the left one, but sometimes it's the right one, too. It's pretty weird. So the Clippers again on the 6th. That's DeAndre Jordan's number, and I kind of think the Clippers are going to win. Uh, it's a primetime game. Well, kind of primetime. It's actually late, so primetime in L.A., I guess. <sighs> One of those fun West Coast ESPN games. I like him, and I think Andrew Wiggins is going to go off for 30-something in the game. I think Andrew is going to have his big, big game. Uh, winnable game for the Wolves. Somehow I see the Clippers like edging us, though, like 104, 103, something like that. 105, 104. DeAndre Jordan is one of those 2020-type games, and you just get mad and pissed off. Very winnable game, but the Wolves have a tough time in Clipperland. The Clippers always seem to escape, except when Kevin Love hit that long three. On ESPN about, gosh, that was a while ago. What, five, six years ago? That was a while. 2011, I believe. Yeah, I think that was after the lockout. It's a, no. Yeah, yeah, it was way back. Like, like early, I don't remember. 11-12, something like that. Or was it 12-13? I think it was 11-12, back when the Wolves are just starting to 
look good in the Kevin Love and Ricky Rubio days. That was fun. Uh, Rubio's rookie year, if I remember correctly. Love hit that nice uh, three-pointer. And did his come-to-me-children come to children uh, Pose basically is what he did, but I think the Wolves lose by one point. I think the Clippers edge the Wolves, something of the likes again, like DeAndre Jordan. Maybe he'll sink some free throws if you can believe that down the stretch. They'll probably be a little hack of Jordan, and then it'll work sometimes, but not work when it matters at the end of the game. And the Clippers will win 105 104, and the winning streak ends. And then the Wolves take a three day break and then host the Dallas Mavericks on the 10th. And we'll talk about that in the next episode of Timber Wolves Explosion. But I'm predicting a 3-in-1 week and some pretty fun performances out of the likes of Andrew Wiggins and Jimmy Butler. And again, you hope the Carl Anthony Towns can, you know, he's got to get those jitters out of him against these these veteran big men. He's just got to get better, and he's going to get tested big time throughout this week. Of course, Stephen Adams with Oklahoma City, twice with DeAndre Jordan, not Andre Jordan, and once also with Marcus Gasol, who's probably the worst of all. Uh, Carl has been tested, and uh, he has been tested time and time again, and he was tested time and time again all last season against these guys, particularly early in the season. These are pivotal games, and if the Wolves can go 3-1, and one, I don't think a whole lot of you are going to be complaining, especially if it includes a four-game winning streak. So, cool. Maybe you can frustrate uh, DeAndre Jordan into a ejection. Uh, Gorgie Zheng will obviously be extremely important in all these games, of course. You want to see continued performances from Gorgie Zhang. Of course, Todd Gibson, we know what he can do. He can keep being as that consistent double-double machine he's been all season. But if Gorgie can add, that is just a massive bonus. And we know what Gorgie can do. And he showed us what he's capable of the last three, four years. And we finally saw it from him again against the New Orleans Pelicans. And it drew some frustration out of Anthony Davis. It wasn't just Gorgie. It was Carl, Gorgie, everything. So back and forth type of situation there. Of course, Carl wasn't getting calls he wanted, that type of deal. Some days the refs make calls. Some days the refs don't make calls. And then certain players that get huge contracts start flipping out or players that will get big contracts like Carl start flipping out and expecting calls in every play. And you know what? I think Carl gets screwed hardcore. I don't disagree with any of you young people here, young and old people that think Carl gets screwed, young, old, and middle-aged. <laughs> that Carl gets screwed with uh, a lot of the non-calls inside. But he can't get every call. And not every, and not a single player in the NBA does get every call. That's why Anthony Davis got ejected from the game, because he couldn't handle it. So it is what it is there. Big test this week coming up for Carl Anthony Towns. But again, Gorgie, Gorgie, Gorgie. X-Factor this week against all these big players. Particularly Clipperland, I think, more more than anything. But um, Memphis, sure, it'd be a bonus, especially when you have a guy like Jermichael Green who's torched and damaged and battered the Wolves over the last uh, year or so. Oh, that's a guy I would love the Wolves to have. But, of course, he was a restricted free agent going in the summer. And, well, he's a Memphis Grizzly. So with that, we will take a break and get to fan interaction right after this. Thank you. 
And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, third segment. Hello, hello, hello. Time to hear from you guys here in the fan interaction segment. Let's go to at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion for the Twitter account. Please give this Twitter a follow and interact with me, damn it. I want to thank Levi Antone for retweeting the show. Also, Vinrock, Vince Germano, thank you very much for that retweeting the last show. Predictable, right? That's what I call it, episode 209. Oh, and by the way, you probably aren't seeing it on the iTunes right now. I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the show because it's been going on for a couple of days. There's no logo right now because there's been a logo change. Those of you who have probably noticed it on the Twitter account and on the Facebook page, I want to thank Hank McCoy slash, of course, Wayne Hunt. I keep calling him Hank McCoy, but it's really Wayne Hunt. I can't get it out of my system, uh, Wayne. I cannot get it out of my system for you. You're just always Hank McCoy to me now. Look what you've done. Look what you've done. But no, wonderful logo. Look what he's done indeed. Kind of, I would call it Super Nintendo graphics, not NES graphics. Super Nintendo works just fine. Second favorite game system of all time. The NES is my all-time favorite game system. Yes, 8-bit. Yes, uh, people call this 8-bit. No, I would say that's a 16-bit logo. It looks like a Super Nintendo uh, graphic, which, no problem with that. That's my second favorite game system of all time, and it probably has the best role-playing games ever. Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy VI, and V also, which didn't come to the U.S. until much later, but... Uh, you know, on different uh, systems, but of course the same, yeah, <laughs> the same game, but moved into the CDs because of, yeah, modernizing. Oh, I just love modern stuff. No, actually, modern stuff is good, but not certain things. Okay, you, you already know what that is, so we'll move on. Those of you that know me, I get just kind of bitchy, so. <laughs> uh, ten, uh, Levi Brown out of New Zealand says, no Thanksgiving here, but want to give thanks to my favorite content creators who've provided hours of entertainment to me and I was on that list Wolves Explosion this is Levi Brown the older brother of Tene Brown who is a Timberwolves Explosion Hall of Famer and Levi's working his way up that chart in a hurry in fact he's already just about there oh Metal Jesus Rocks is one of them so that's retro gaming I believe retro gaming uh, YouTube so cool to see him in there the rest of them nah, I'm not really heard of them some of them are modern games which I'm not really into modern stuff very much Cinemassacre there, wow there you go that's the angry video game nerd. Hey, there you go. Now we're talking retro for the most part. And, of course, he's a uh, cinemassacre of James Rolfe. He's, what, a year younger than me from New Jersey, from Hyrule, New Jersey. Hyrule. Do you realize what Hyrule is? Yeah, that's kind of funny. And as for Zelda, I don't really go beyond the Super Nintendo and Game Boy era. Of course, NES rocks. Those are the best games ever, like Zelda on NES. You know, all you guys with your Switch and your 64 and your GameCube and your, what was the one, Wii? Ah, you know, the Zelda games on that just do nothing for me. Three-dimensional Zelda? Nah, man. Get back to the sprites, two-dimensional, and a bird's-eye view, whatever, or even the side-scrolling Zelda 2, and we feel just great. So, yeah, b b bouncing off of the topic a tiny bit, but hey, you know, look what you've done, Levi, look what you've done. But it's fun. I like retro games, and of course... Uh, uh, that was cool. So a lot of people responding to it that it showed up in my uh, twi uh, Twitter feed, but that's fine. They don't even know who I am because they don't care about me. It hurt my feelings. It just hurts. Nobody cares, damn it, right? Nobody cares about Wolves Explosion, damn it. It's all about your, your game reviews, your sons of biscuits. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Today Brown says, you guys take some tough shots. Did I call him Vin Did I call him Tanae Brown? It's Vince Germano. I'm sorry, Vince Germano. What am I doing? Lakers Pies Browns Vinrock 44 at Vinrock 44. That is a Timberwolves Explosion Hall of Famer. First ballot right there. And of course, part of the Courtside Podcast Hall of Fame there as well. <laughs> Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano, Stu Benson. That is as good a podcast as there is on the planet. Podbean. 
uh, there's the Podbean application. Of course, iTunes, all the free shows go on there. And then if you want to get Podbean, you'll get the free ones on there too. But you can also get uh, the premium shows. Just play 20 bucks a year. A year. Not 20 bucks a show, 20 bucks a year. That is the Courtside Network, which I did mention at the beginning of the show. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Purple Mafia. And no, Timberwolves Explosion will be on there. Who knows? Maybe Purple Mafia one day later on. But um, I'm really going crazy here. Where was I? Yes, we take some tough shots. Yeah, we do. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, that's been a source of frustration for Wolves fans for the last three years or so. He started doing that in his second year. It seemed like his first year, Andrew was attacking that basket, and man, he would have those clutch games, and it was so much fun. And I was just, oh. And then he started taking these weird two-point shots, and, you know, they're low percentage. And, and it's not just because they're a low percentage shot. It's that he's not that good at them. Sometimes the fadeaway, okay, but statistically he's shooting about 30% when he puts up those, those long twos. About 30%. That's the, that's the analytics out there, if you know what I mean. The, that, that's where you modernize statistics a little bit, the analytics. Those long twos, he's shooting about 30%, 29% or so. Not good. Not good. And Mr. Tom Thibodeau, I love you and everything, but come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau is better than that. Tane Brown says... Tyus wants to be a starter. Tyus wants to be a starter. Um, he is quoting a tweet from K. Sang that says, Tyus Jones has now played 101 straight minutes without a single turnover. 101! As the starting point guard, he has 15 assists, 10 steals, and zilch turnovers. Exceptional play by Tyus. Yeah, and that's why Tyus Jones was the Alpha Wolf winner for this show. He absolutely deserved it. It was not Carl Anthony Towns in his 32-point game. He had, that's good. I appreciate that. Keep him coming. But then when you're parking on that freaking perimeter, I mean, I'm sorry. We're not going to win a championship with Carl Anthony Towns parking on the perimeter hoping for a little catch-and-shoot action. You know, it's nice. I love the catch-and-shoot. But that's not Carl's game. Sometimes here and there, like I talked about on the last show, a momentum shot, you're kind of a run-and-gun situation. Momentum shot. You're coming back or you're, you're building a big lead. You're, you're, you're on a run right now. It's a momentum shot. The old he's on fire type of situation. Like, say, the Wolves are on an 8-0 run. We get a turnover. We're going up the court. A little bounce pass to Carl. Catch, shoot, bam. Because nobody's, nobody's there anywhere near him. And it's a momentum shot. All of a sudden, it's an 11-point game. Or maybe it's a game-tying shot with like 30 seconds left, then we can go crazy, as Prince would say, at Minnesota Wild Games. All that good stuff. And uh, yeah, let's go crazy. <laughs> Gotta love that. Uh, let's wrap up the Twitter section with Tanae Brown. He's just looking at our schedule for December. Wolves have a good chance at going on a decent winning streak. Yes, sir. Need consistency on D, though. And that's for damn sure. That's a gold star comment there. Need consistency on D. That's... A given, absolutely. Uh, if the Wolves are going to have a winning month of December, they need to be more consistent on defense. And, yeah, uh, obviously Carl Anthony Towns, hopefully Wiggins can continue to bring it. And Jimmy Butler, for the most part, is the best defender on the team. So, nice thoughts today. Thank you always for that. Hope to hear a hope to hear audio submission again one of these days. I miss it. Uh, let's give a quick shout-out to the Flips Army Facebook page. Flips Army, I want to thank uh, Trevor Wickerin for allowing me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on that page. Greatly appreciated. Always. Um, as now we slide to the Facebook page of Timberwolves Explosion, it is facebook.com forward slash Wolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Wolves Explosion. Or Timberwolves Explosion. Pardon me. Wolves Explosion is Twitter. It's Timberwolves Explosion. Uh, the, all this information will be in the show description. 
So, yes, there's the new logo. We'll hear some responses in a minute here. Uh, the recent episode, nothing there. I was saying how coming into the game with Miami, the Wolves again, minus 15.4 in the fourth quarter, which is the 30th in the league. Yeah, horrendous. Uh, Luke Rasmussen, locally here in town, I believe Minneapolis, he says they somehow still win, though. And I was saying certainly not all of them, especially Detroit. And Luke says true. Yeah, back and forth there. Thank you, Luke Rasmussen. Hopefully he's a listener. I'm not sure, though. Let's see what people have to say about the logo. Sebastian Balls says, Sebastian Barton says, eight pixel type stuff fits you. Thank you. Nicholas Simon out of Australia says, love it. Thank you very much. And, of course, lots of likes along the way from Nicholas Simon. Nate Lindholm, Levi Brown, Brandon Dombowski, I believe out of South Dakota. Yep, I remember. Yeah, man, he's, he's one of those loyal listeners who's, who's out there. You know, don't hear from him super often, but a great guy. Uh, Brandon Cunningham, Australia. Yep, could go on. Aaron Morris locally, St. Louis Park. Yeah, very cool. Nate Lindholm's local, of course, as well. Sebastian Barton is from Mankato, Minnesota. Trish Posterino. Man, I haven't heard from the Posterinos in forever. Hope you're still out there. And yes, Wayne Hunt, thank you again. Great job. He puts on the side there, the original and the best T-Wolves show. And that's true. It is the original and the best T-Wolves show. There have been some weeds that have popped up over the years, and I've, I'm calling them exactly what they are, weeds. They're trying to choke me out. I'm the oak tree, they're the weeds. You can't be coming in and trying to choke out this oak tree because this oak tree isn't going anywhere. Timberwolves Explosion has been around since August 2008. And I've been a loyal fan and follower of this team since 91. And you could argue even before that, but more aggressively since uh, 91. So where do we start here? From Vince Germano, he says, would love to come on TE at some stage, mate, to chat about Jimmy Butler. And, yeah, I want to have Vince on as well. Even if it's, like, for a segment, though. Like, we'll have, like, a, we, we, we could just do a segment, too, if it's not the whole show. If that's easier for your schedule, my schedule, this, that. Like, a 20-minute segment. Something like that. There's always that. So, that would be fun. Uh, Wayne Hunt says, don't do it, Joey. It's a trap. And then you have a couple of pictures there. Uh, what is it? Wayne's World. That's funny. Uh, that, that figures. Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Votto posting, are you mental? And then Dan May, also out of Australia, saying, it's a trap! Yep. <laughs> That's uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Those characters were Star Trek Generation. Those little uh, fish-like characters. That was in uh, episode season two. Season two, because I remember the, the one year where Dr. Beverly Crusher was not the uh, doctor on that ship. It was that other older lady. Because I believe the actress was uh, pregnant that year. That's, I believe, that's circa 1988, back in the day. So that son of a gun would be Steph Curry's age, the person that was that was uh, uh, born from uh, the actress that played Dr. Beverly Crusher there. So, yes, uh, there it is. Wayne Hunt wraps up the Facebook section saying, Hey, Joey, loved the last episode. No disrespect to the forecaster, but you are the show. Thank you. <laughs> and I do, I, I really do appreciate that. Um, I miss Buckets the Forecaster, but no, I mean, you know, I'm the editor. I'm the, you could say, the audio engineer, so to speak, the producer, all that good stuff, the chairman of the board, all that. So, yes, it's a, it's a one-man show. Almost every podcast out there has a permanent co-host that they can count on being there. Maybe they'll be they'll miss a week here and there once in a while, but not like, you know, some, some people, you know, for me, I've had a hell of a time getting a consistent co-host on anything, and you know what? It's easier for me to just do it myself, frankly. It's, 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 it's hard to keep up with schedules, and I don't know. It just is what it is. Let's move on. Um, 
Hank or Wayne says, time to update the iTunes picture, mate. I locked this or mocked this up for you today, but wanted to challenge any other listener out there to do the same, bringing the insight to the Timberwolves team. And thank you indeed for that, Wayne Hunt. And yeah, people are welcome to do their own artwork too, and we can kind of banter around. I mean, shoot, nothing wrong with it, but uh, I'll definitely accept this graciously. Wayne Hunt. I will graciously accept this. The issue, though, with iTunes, getting it up on iTunes, was the size of the picture needs to be larger, which is weird considering how small the picture is when it's actually on iTunes. So, I don't know. It, but it's. I guess it, it's what makes the picture look good on iTunes, because then you can actually see it. Then it's not too dinky looking, I suppose, when it's shrank down into the iTunes box uh, uh, picture. So, that's just kind of what that is. Still waiting on that from Hank McCoy. I hope it hasn't been too much of a headache or anything. Obviously, Hank McCoy slash Wayne Hunt, very busy guy, so understandable. I've been there and done that too, and overtime's coming. Obviously, the lawn cleanups are done, so that's why I'm back here recording on regular days again. But, yeah, you know, there's overtime, and like Vince Germano has told me in the past, you can't turn down that cheese. <laughs> yes. When you're offered overtime, you have to accept it, especially, yeah, if you want to get ahead of teeny tiny bits once in a while or stay above water, that type of thing. So that's life. Life is life. So if there's ever a, a week where I miss a show or something, that's because, yeah, maybe too much overtime, too tired, or not feeling good, whatever it is. So hopefully none of that happens, though. I've been pretty good about keeping up, God willing. So thanks again for listening. Please do tell your friends about the show. It is greatly appreciated. Please give a positive rating on iTunes, if you could, about Timberwolves Explosion. There's also the phone lines. 209-736-7877 209-736-7877 It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion and do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, all that good stuff. Opine. On that phone line, it is a three-minute limit. It is a voicemail. It's literally a voicemail. Um, so again, that's a three-minute limit for that. The, there's the call now button on the Facebook page. goes to the same number through Facebook Messenger, so it's free no matter where you are. I've said a hundred times, even if you're on the International Space Station, as long as there's Wi-Fi, it doesn't matter where you are because the Internet is the Internet. As long as it works, it goes through, and there it is. It's not long distance or anything. And then there's the other route, which there is no limit, but I prefer it's not like a half hour unless you unless I'm literally inviting you to do a segment on the show, which certain people do have the green light to do that. I would say Hank McCoy, Vince Germano, and Tene Brown absolutely have that green light, if, if ever. Like if it's some kind of a premium, like State of the Timberwolves type show, or God only knows what, but anything, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that. Otherwise, keep it to about five. There's an audio submission route, like I'm mentioning. It's where you use a, well... If you're going to do it on a laptop, use Audacity, whatever, and then turn it into an MP3, email it to me at paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. Otherwise, if you're using your smart device, smartphone, whatever it is, there's free voice recorders in every single one of them, and you just use that, treat it like a phone call, and then email it to the same email address I just mentioned, paladinolive at yahoo.com. Again, that will be right there in the show description for you to copy and paste, all for your convenience and so I can hear your voice with mine on here, which would be greatly appreciated. That way you can be kind of a co-host, just like you guys in Fan Interaction. You're kind of like helping me as being a co-host in a sense. So thank you again in advance always for everything. And I will again give anybody who gives a positive rating for Terminal's Explosion on iTunes or Stitcher a shout-out on the air. And gracious, a big giant thank you and a gold star on this show. So <laughs> thanks again. 
We will talk to you in about a week, or well, in a week. Hopefully the Wolves can go 3-1, and one, if not 4-0. and oh. Until then, take care, and we'll see you soon.